Welcome to the Scrum Dynamics Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Benson, and I'm here with co-host, Dermot Ryan. We're here to help your Dynamics 365 projects succeed with the Scrum framework. If you've heard of Scrum or used it in one of your projects and want to dive deeper, then you're in the right spot. Ingenious Connector Enterprise integrates your telephone system into Microsoft Dynamics 365 and CRM for increased phone agent productivity. The solution equipped service desks and contact centers with features like screen pop, click to dial, automated call logging and call reports for a comprehensive view of interactions. Enable efficient customer service and intelligent decision making with Ingenious. Ingenious.com. Hi, this is Neil Benson and welcome to the Scrum Dynamics podcast. Before we start this episode, I wanted to make an apology to you, our listeners. Dermot and I hadn't seen each other for a couple of weeks prior to recording this episode. He had been on training classes, I had been at a couple of weeks leave, and we were very excited to get together one early morning this week. So excited, in fact, that I forgot to plug in the microphone into my laptop. So our sound was picked up by the onboard mic inside my laptop. I've done my best to try and tidy it up before publishing it to you, but I hope you can bear with us because it's the type of mistake that Gus Gonzalez would never forgive us for. I hope you can, dear listener, and you get some value from this episode. Let's get it started. Hey, Dermot, welcome back. Uh, nice to see you've recovered after Ireland's win in the Six Nations. Yeah, it was great over in Twickenham as well, Neil. Yeah. Um, sorry I missed the last podcast, but yeah, I was out celebrating. Yeah, good man. So I uh, wanted to dive in, in this session into the role of the Scrum Master, which is a really critical role in a, in a Scrum team. Dermot, I thought it would be a good idea if you could take us through the basics of what a Scrum Master is. You know, some people just say it's a project manager for Scrum projects. What do you think? Well, let's recap first on what the three roles are in a team, uh, in a Scrum team. So we have the product owner who's responsible for maximizing the value of the product. And that's work that to develop that product is done by the dev team. They do all the work of delivering a potentially releasable increment of done product at the end of each sprint. And then you have the Scrum Master. So what is the Scrum Master? Mm, good question. Well, certainly not a project manager. Really? <laughs> yeah. The project manager tasks can be spread out amongst the team. Uh, when we're talking about risks, issues, budgeting, invoicing, resourcing, you can nominate members within the team to look after that. So the project manager does not do the traditional project management tasks. Or, sorry, the Scrum Master does not do the PM tasks. What the Scrum Master does, the Scrum Master is responsible for promoting and supporting Scrum as defined in the Scrum Guide. So what does this mean? This means that the Scrum Master helps everyone to understand Scrum theory, the practices, the rules, and the values. Uh, helps people outside the Scrum team to understand which of their interactions with the Scrum team are helpful and which of them are not. And it helps everyone change these interactions to maximize the value that the dev team can do to create the, the done increment of product. Scrum Master is also known as a servant leader to the Scrum team. Right. Um, what does that mean? As I say to all my teams, it doesn't mean that the Scrum Master is a slave. Don't make a cup of tea, please. <laughs> exactly. Uh, sometimes the teams do think that. <laughs> I've had team members come to me, oh, I've done with this document, put it on conference. And I'm like, no, as a Scrum Master, I'll facilitate your access to have uh, log on to Confluence. You can go do that yourself. So it's a servant leader, it's a facilitator, and a coach on all the Scrum values. You mentioned a couple of really good characteristics there. The servant leadership aspect, being a coach, being a guide, being a facilitator, rather than a manager, rather than a, somebody who tells other people what to do. Correct. Uh, Scrum Master is not a micromanager. Um, one of the key things with Scrum is that once the dev team accepts a sprint backlog, the dev team are pretty much left alone to, to 
decide how they want to develop that done mm. increment. The product owner is there for clarification and the scrum master is there to help coach them along the, the way of how they can do it. But ultimately, it's up to the dev team. So the scrum master is not micromanaging like a traditional project manager might. So why don't you take us through some of the different scrum events and the role <coughs> that the scrum master plays in those? Because um, some people think that the scrum master is there to lead those events and you can't run the event until the scrum master turns up, but you, you see things slightly differently. Yes, I do. Uh, so the daily stand-up, as we know, uh, takes place for 15 minutes every day. And it's for the dev team. Now, a lot of stand-ups have been at. You've got Scrum Master, you've got Product Owners, you've got BAs, you've got other people that are known as chickens. <laughs> They're welcome to come, but we have to remember that the stand-up is for the dev team to decide what we're going to work on in the next 24 hours and discuss any blockers and impediments. The Scrum Master needs to ensure that this meeting happens, needs to ensure that it's time box to the 15 minutes maximum, and Generally, they ask three questions at a stand-up. Um, what did you work on yesterday? What do you intend to work on today? And what are the blockers and impediments? So the Scrum Master needs to ensure that that structure is in place. But once the team is up and running and a little bit mature, the Scrum Master does not have to be there. Ultimately, that stand-up is for the dev team. So the Scrum Master, again, acts as the coach. I have a little trick that I play on some of my teams. When you're wrapping up a new team, the Scrum Master coaches and helps that meeting to get started. One day, I will just not turn up and not tell anybody. Right. And told after there's a lot of scratchy heads for the first two minutes. <laughs> oh, Dermot's not here. What do we do next? And then the penny drops, we'll, we'll run the ceremony ourselves. That's a good trick I like to play to get a team to mature and run the ceremony themselves. Yeah, I, I think it's a good sign in the daily scrum if the team are talking to each other rather than looking at the product owner or looking at the scrum master and responding to those questions. Because then... If they're, if they're not doing that, if they're looking at each other, then it's a good sign that the team is there to sync with, the, with you know, each dev providing their update to the other devs, and it's not a status meeting. Correct. And I found, especially with new teams, that the focus seems to be the Scrum Master and everyone addresses the Scrum Master. Yep. Uh, so what I like to do is I sometimes walk. <laughs> so people are trying to follow me. They say, no, you shouldn't be following me. You should be discussing amongst yourselves. And generally, I try to keep it at the Scrum Board and we talk two items on the Scrum yep. as opposed to talking to individual. Um, speaking of that, do you find that it's better to ground each person in the room in the daily Scrum? So you know, you'll, you'll ask one of the devs <coughs> to contribute their update. Or do you go by product backlog item and ask whoever's responsible for that item at that time to provide it? I found each team finds their niche with it. My preference is to speak to the board and speak to the business value that we're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. We don't want the stand-up to turn into a status report, which for a lot of teams it does become a status report. And that's not what it's about. It's about discussing the business value we're trying to achieve. Okay, so each team can do it differently depending on their, their maturity and scope. Correct. Um, another thing that the Scrum Master needs to look out for in the stand-up, that if you do have the chickens, the observers, to make sure that they don't dominate the stand-up and multiple disruptions. Yes, they can contribute politely, uh, but what we tend to find in some teams is that product owners and others tend to dominate, and then after the stand-up, the dev team will go and have another stand-up. Uh, <laughs> so the Scrum Master needs to be a bit of a referee there and make sure that it's for the dev team. Yeah. Um, so talk us through the Scrum Master's role and some of the other events. We've got sprint planning, the sprint review and the retrospective. In sprint planning, the role of the Scrum Master is to facilitate the meeting, to make sure it happens. It teaches everyone to keep it within the time box, which is eight hours for a one-month sprint, and then pro rata shorter time for shorter sprints. The Scrum Master is part of the full Scrum team, so is a member of planning and helps everyone define the sprint goal. It helps to define the work and the effort necessary to meet the sprint commitment. 
So the Scrum Master is seen as a member of the team in sprint planning. So does that mean they're actually estimating product backlog items as well? No, that's the, only the dev team do the estimation. Okay. But they help with the definition of the goal. And it's there as a coach to coach the team along how planning should operate. So if you remember back, sprint planning is broken into two parts. Part one is what can be done this sprint from the product backlog. And part two is how will the work that's been chosen, how will that get done? So it acts as a coach to help the team to run that meeting. Okay, good. Yeah, so that's the role of the Scrum Master right. Sprint Planning. Um, and then Sprint Review, I, I quite often combine the Sprint Review and the Sprint Retrospective. I think of them as contiguous meetings, like one happens right after the other. I don't know if you feel the same way, but the Scrum Master's got a very similar role in both of those meetings as well. Yeah, I'm like you, I like to have them back to back, definitely on the same day. If you go for a lunch break in between, that's fine. In the sprint review, this is an informal meeting to inspect the increment and to adjust the product backlog if necessary. Scrum Master's role here, again, is to ensure that this meeting takes place and that the correct people are in attendance. Uh, by that, I mean you have lots of multiple stakeholders. You've got your business owners, product owners, BAs, technical people if they want. Pretty much a lot of people can come, but to make sure that the right audience is there. And again, teach everyone to keep it within the time box, which is four hours for a one-month sprint. Shorter first shorter sprints. Yeah, I've, I've been. I remember getting coaching from one of the great scrum masters I worked with, who noticed that the team was spending three or four hours, you know, half a day, planning for that sprint review. They're prepping their demo data, <coughs> releasing stuff into a demo environment. And, you know, the scrum master felt that that was far too much effort for the team to, to go to just for sprint review. So they coached us on how to get that down to half an hour, a quick run sheet of the features that we're going to demonstrate. Um, for the first part of the sprint review, mm. and then also remember to focus on the second part, which is to get everybody's feedback and adjust the product back Correct. I think sometimes the review turns into a showcase, yeah, which I is heard a demo. A showcase. Yes, which is not the intention. It's like you said, it's an informal meeting to to demonstrate what we have built, but also to discuss the upcoming items in the product backlog and adjust it if need be. And the retrospective then. So the retro, the last ceremony in a sprint. Uh, the Scrum team inspects itself and creates a plan for improvements uh, to be enacted during the next sprint. So the Scrum Master again ensures that this meeting takes place and that all the attendees understand its purpose. Now, by understanding its purpose, what happens sometimes in retros is that it turns into a blame game. Oh, never. Uh, lots of times. And the trick is, and it's quite difficult sometimes when you've a lot of egos in a room, and the trick is to keep it at a higher level and make the retro about the process and not about the people. So a little trick we use sometimes, I've been in a lot of retros that have gotten quite personal. So we brought in a, a trial and a couple of sprints that when you're writing on your post-it notes, you write it like a user story. So as a user, I want to do something so that I can do something. So we're making it about the process, not about the people. So the Scrum Master needs to be really in tune to the mood of the room inside the, the retro. Again, the Scrum Master teaches everyone to keep it within the time box, which is three hours per one month, shorter shorter sprints. And in the retro, the Scrum Master participates as a full member. The Scrum Master can contribute just like everyone else and discuss bullet points just like everyone else. Scrum Master encourages the team to improve its dev processes and practices to make it more effective and enjoyable for the rest of the sprint. So again, remember to keep it about the process, not about the people. Good, all right. So I had a couple of questions for you, David, Th things I hear quite often. <coughs> We've already discussed the differences between a project manager and a Scrum Master, um, but does a Scrum Master need to know Dynamics 365? Do great Scrum Masters have a background in, in Dynamics development 
or can they come in with no experience? The formal answer is no. The Scrum Master does not need to know the technology, but it absolutely helps. Uh, when I first started off on my Scrum Master role with Dynamics, I went and got Dynamics certified because I like to be able to speak the lingo. And so when the developers are coming to me with an issue, I can understand it better. It's definitely a good idea to stay relevant to the industry you're in. But you do not need to know at a very granular level how the technology is working, but it's good to be able to know at a high level. And the product owner should have domain expertise. So if it's a customer relationship management project in a sales department, they should know something about how that sales department works and the sales processes and the organization structure and the products and the team itself. Does a scrum master need to know that kind of domain expertise as well? Again, not necessarily at a very granular level, but it'd be good to know at a high level. Yeah. But essentially, does it need to know to start a new project as a scrum master? No, it is something you can pick up along the way. But I would recommend you get some domain knowledge and some technology knowledge, but you don't have to be an expert. Okay. And again, you can move on to another domain or technology for your next project and pick it up. You don't have to know it as a prerequisite. A couple of questions I hear. Is it a full-time role? Uh, can I, as a Scrum Master, coach a couple of Scrum teams at once? Or if it's a small team, can I be the Scrum Master and also hold another role in the Scrum team, like product owner or developer? Lots of questions there now. <laughs> Let's go with the small team. So if it's a small team, yes, the Scrum Master can be a developer as well, but not a product owner. Uh, most definitely keep those roles separate. The other question, Neil, was? No, just, is it full-time? Can I, and if it's not full-time, can I coach a couple of teams at once? It's advisable to be a full-time role. Uh, the size of a typical Scrum team is 7 plus minus 2. I know that keeps changing when you talk to Scrum.org or Scrum Alliance. They have different sizes. Yeah. But generally, in around the nine people max. If you've got a nine-person team, yes, the Scrum Master is a full-time role. If you've got a really small team, you sometimes see the Scrum Master being a developer and the Scrum Master. So it's a part-time role of each. And can I coach multiple teams at once? Yes, you can, but you'd want to be a very experienced Scrum Master, and also the teams would need a certain level of maturity. There's a lot of theories out there about how to do it. One is called large-scale Scrum, less. I did a course on this a few weeks ago with Venki Krishnamurthy, if I hope I said that right. Learned some really, uh, really cool stuff on how to scale Scrum, which we'll maybe do in another podcast. Yeah, that'd be good. And another one is called SAFE, which is Scaled Agile Framework. So again, these, there are theories and methodologies and frameworks out there to scale Scrum. And typically, you could have one Scrum Master looking after two to three teams. We're both um, Scrum certified. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think certification is, is worth it? Is it necessary? The basic certification for Scrum is called Certified Scrum Master or Professional Scrum Master. That focuses on the Scrum Master role, but yet we see all sorts of developers taking that certification as well. Why is that? Is it useful? Yeah. Well, answer the first part is, is it necessary as a Scrum Master to have certification? The answer is no, um, but it's definitely advisable to do it. Real-life work experience as a Scrum Master is way more valuable than a certificate. But I found great value in doing the certs. I've done the Scrum.org one and the Scrum Alliance certificates. They're slightly different, but even by doing them, you learn a lot more. Uh, so, yes, it's advisable, but not absolutely necessary as a Scrum Master. And with your teams, um, what I've found with my teams, I take them on the journey first. So coaching and over a period of time, they get to understand Scrum and then they go and get certified. And then it's like it ties it all together. The penny drops. Yep. So, oh, that's why we do sprint planning. And so I definitely find certification very, very helpful. I, I'd recommend it. But it's not an absolute necessity. Yeah, I see it very much the same way as a dynamic certification for a, for a team member. right? So you can be a great solution architect or dev or functional consultant, 
without of the, any of the Microsoft exams behind your, under your belt. But I, I like to see candidates when I'm recruiting, I like to see candidates with those certifications. It shows, it gives me some reassurance that they have some basic level of knowledge. Uh, and I can combine that with the work experience and the interview process as well to, to get an assessment of, yeah. of their, uh, their experience. Having said that, it would ring an alarm bell with me if I saw someone with lots of certificates and no experience. Yep, true, we've seen those as well. If, you can, if your team's never used Scrum before, so let's say you're a Microsoft partner, you like the sound of Scrum, you listen to Neil and Berman's podcast, you think the sound's wonderful, uh, you send the team off on some Scrum training, and you want to deliver your first Dynamics project on Scrum, how do you decide who in that team's going to be the Scrum? Well, if it's a brand new team and none of them have done Scrum before, I'd recommend you bring in a Scrum Master external to the team, someone who's experienced, and someone who can help ramp up that team to a level of maturity. You don't just get the most experienced project manager to do it? No, you don't. <laughs> project manager would most likely need some experience as a Scrum Master first. I'm not saying that a project manager can't do a Scrum Master role. Uh, a lot of times you do see that, that conversion. But if it's a brand new team, I'd recommend get someone with some uh, Scrum Master experience. And then over time, that Scrum Master might be able to roll off and someone within the team could step into the role. But for brand new teams, you need an experienced Scrum Master. Yeah, that's the way I see it happening most successfully. I remember my first Scrum project, I partnered up with Cyber UK, um, another Microsoft partner, Paul Fox was the Scrum Master that they appointed our, our project team, and he was awesome. He was yeah. a really experienced um, Scrum Master, and a really good coach, helped my, all my team who were new to Scrum really understand the basics. We stuck to you know, post-its on a physical Scrum board with no uh, requirements management system, Everything was very physical, and that worked really well for the yeah. first, first project. So, Neil, as an engagement director, uh, you've been a Scrum Master yourself, and you've been the boss of many Scrum Masters. What are the good characteristics of a great Scrum Master? I think a lot of it is around people skills. Um, scrum projects can be very long-running, and they're quite often very intense because you're often co-located with your client. So you've got those real interpersonal relationships going on. That can sometimes create friction, even when things are going well, there's lots of people involved. So they're really good at sorting out those people issues, at knowing when to intervene, how to nudge somebody into a more conducive behavior. And so they're very patient, a good coach and facilitator. They ask great questions and they're great at listening, they're very active listeners. They're not always giving people the answers. They're asking the right questions so people come to realize the answer to the questions yes. themselves. So, so a lot of leading questions. A lot of leading questions, and they know they understand the difference between the project management typical style of assigning work to people and knowing that that's not their role in the scrum project. So that's a little trick project managers can fall into the first time they, they go to the project. And, and funny enough, I've had members on the dev team come to me and go, what do you want me to work on next? Right. And my answer is, I don't want you to work on anything. You've accepted a sprint backlog. So, yes. That's right. You have to let them figure it out themselves. So what techniques should a Scrum Master be familiar with? Um, So there's a whole pile of coaching techniques. So uh, how to to manage teams and how to manage interpersonal relationships, how to manage client relationships. You'll you'll need to be also familiar with a lot of uh, agile techniques as well. So Scrum doesn't say anything about how to manage risks in an agile project. And then some of the agile techniques around planning, estimating, um, budgeting. Uh, I like to use a technique called Fist of Five for making sure that everybody's comfortable, for example, with our sprint backlog and able to commit to that. So you'll pick up a portfolio of techniques like that and know when to use them. Mm, Great. 
And when it comes, you mentioned maybe blockers and impediments. Yeah. Uh, so what techniques can a Scrum Master do there and how can they remove impediments? Yeah, so you'll see in the Scrum Guide that one of the Scrum Master's responsibilities is to remove impediments. And that sounds good, sounds reasonably easy to understand, but in practice it can trip people up. So I quite often see that impediments that are within the team, that's the team's responsibility to resolve. Where that impediment is caused by somebody outside, maybe I need IT access to computer or a service outside, or we need to sort of licensing, then it's the Scrum Master's responsibility to work outside the Scrum team to get those things resolved. Um, it's like if you go requiring licenses, we need to procure those types of things. Right. So we mentioned earlier on, we spoke about inexperienced teams and who should be the Scrum Master. With an experienced team that is now mature, do, do they need a Scrum Master at all? I certainly think they need a lighter touch. There's maybe less intervention required for a very experienced Scrum team. But if you think of the best athletes in the world, Usain Bolt, I bet you he's got a coach. Uh, I think of Manchester United, you might disagree whether they're a great team. The Irish Grand Slam team. The Irish Grand Slam team. I bet you they have a number of coaches. All the best sporting teams in the world still have lots of coaches. In fact, they have more coaches than junior teams. Um, so it's a sign that even the best in the world continue to need coaching. So yes, definitely think experienced uh, scrum teams still need a, a, a scrum master. And when it comes to the Dynamics 365 CRM, can a Microsoft customer provide the Scrum Master for a project, uh, or should the partner deliver it? Uh, it's been suggested by a couple of our clients that they'll provide the Scrum Master, and it kind of makes sense in a lot of ways that uh, the Scrum Master is there to coach both the part owner, that's typically coming from the Microsoft customer's side, and they're there to coach and facilitate the work of the Scrum team, which is typically coming from the partner side. So... There's no reason why that shouldn't work, but I've always preferred, as the Microsoft partner, to provide that Scrum Master because we're on the hook for the delivery for the most part, and we're there to support the vision of the product owner, and so it's, it's up to us to be able to deliver it on that. So we tend to prefer to hold that responsibility. I'd love to see it happen in real life with a, with a client. Yeah, it's going back to see how that works. Mm. Your thoughts on that? I've also seen um, with a lot of the clients that we've worked with, Neil, that when we deliver Dynamics 365 CRM as an Agile Scrum project, this is their first Scrum project as well. Yep. So another responsibility of the Scrum Master is to coach the organization, not just coach the product owner and the dev team. We provide coaching to the organization also. So we do that as well when we go into clients. So typically, yes, I'd agree that the Scrum Master should be from the, the partner, not from the customer. Yeah. I think when it is an organization that maybe are using Scrum for the first time, there is that evangelism. The coaching of all the other stakeholders, right? The, the, the executives and the other people in the IT organization about how Scrum is different, what we're doing, and why it's, Correct. Uh, it's managed and governed differently to traditional approaches. So, so, in short, the Scrum Master is a champion for Scrum to the organization, the team, the product owner, pretty much everybody. Uh, acts as a coach to the organization, helping senior executives on their journey, their agile journey. Great. Thanks, Sam Dermot. So any, anything else you need to cover on Scrum Master? No, I think we got it all covered. And if anyone's any questions, I'd love to hear. And yeah. we can answer them in another podcast. Yeah, feel free to get in touch. Dermot, what are we going to cover in the next episode? I think it would be a good idea to cover the development team, Neil. We've discussed the Scrum Master today, and in the previous podcast, we discussed the product owner. So the last cohort we have to talk about is the development team. Excellent. Let's get together soon and we'll do that. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Neil. Our mission is to have every Microsoft Dynamics 365 project succeed using Scrum. If you'd like to learn more about Scrum and become a certified professional Scrum Master, 
visit crm.audio slash Scrum Dynamics to get discounted access to the introduction to Scrum from Microsoft Dynamics 365 course. Course features videos, worksheets, quizzes, and a practice assessment for the Professional Scrum Master Certification Exam. It covers the theory of Scrum, its events, roles, and deliverables, as well as lessons learned through Scrum for Dynamics CRM case study projects. CRM Audio podcast listeners can get discounted access by visiting crm.audio slash Scrum Dynamics.